Welcome, folks, to this week's edition of The Healthy Life with Ben and Ashley, helping you find your best self. You know, it's mid-January, and we're here to support you wherever you're listening to us, um, in your home, in your living room, in your bedroom, in your car. How's everything going, Ashley? What's new? How's your new year? been pretty good. It seems like a lot of birthdays have happened lately. We've stayed pretty busy with birthday parties. A little bit of sickness has crept its way in, you know, a little bit of mid-January crud, I guess. But other than that, I can't complain, you know. How about you guys? Doing all right. Um, yeah, the sickness thing. Well, this is the first Christmas I wasn't sick, so that's a yeah. that's a non-scale victory for me. Um, right. <laughs> then I got sick a few days ago with a little bit of a virus. And I'll even get into that in, in, in our topic today, which is self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, hey, your Chiefs are playing the Jaguars. By the time this is this comes out, that game might be already played. I don't know. It might be. It might be. It's going to be on a, a Saturday, I believe. So, so every, everybody root for Ashley's Chiefs. The Giants yeah. are in there, but uh, even though I'm from New Jersey, I'm not really a Giants fan. I'm a New Orleans fan. But um, just a general football fan. But uh, we're so glad. Yeah, you know, we're so glad to be here with you, and, and I'm so glad that you carried us from 2022 to 2023, and mm-hmm. kept listening to our podcast. So our topic today is self sabotage, and you're probably going to say, "Why did Ashley and Ben pick that topic?" Well, when that ball dropped in Times Square with Ryan Seacrest, I still miss Jenny McCarthy. By the way, Ashley. Yeah. But no, right. <laughs> when the ball dropped, a lot of people made a resolution, a commitment, hopefully not our listeners because we're not big on resolutions, but they did make that resolution to lose weight. And right. by January 15th, that is the week when most people break their resolution. Right. I feel like about two weeks in, it's either it has already started to become that habit and you're really getting into the groove of things, or maybe you weren't quite doing things the right way and it seems like it's too tough and you just want to quit. I feel like it can go one of two ways that way. Yeah, they, they throw in the towel. We throw in that proverbial towel, you know, mm-hmm. and say, I, I had enough. Right. This, this is not for me. And, um, you know, a lot of folks, you know, they're careful for a while in the beginning. They lose some weight. They improve their fitness, but their old ways, old habits revert back. They gradually, they gradually creep in and our old ways get back. Right. And and that self-sabotage is kind of creeps in at that point. And I think that can happen sometimes without you even really realizing it. Um, because you know, self-sabotage can come in so many different ways. And like I just said, it doesn't have to be something that you're trying to sabotage, you know, it can be something that you're accidentally or maybe not consciously realizing that you're doing. Um, I think maybe the first thing could have even been you set too hard of a goal for yourself. And that in a way is self-sabotaging because you're setting yourself up not for success in that way. Yeah, you say the word success. The truth is there's a huge difference between knowing what to do and actually doing it. Mm -hmm. For so many years, you and I have done it. A lot of our listeners have done it. It's easy to hop from one diet to the next without ever sticking to one. Success or the lack of comes from our mindset, our psychology, our habits. Very true. It comes from the inside. 
You know, a lot of folks say, I've heard it over the years, I need to lose weight. Need and am, I am going to lose weight is a big difference. There, There is a big difference. And, and how you set those goals and, and the way that you get there really depends on that. I mean, if you are not setting yourself up for success, if you are so-called self-sabotaging, it could be because you didn't set the right goal for yourself. Maybe you're looking at you know social media and seeing other influencers setting these goals, and maybe that's not right for you. It's so important to dig deep and find what is right for you and what is achievable at the time that you are doing it. And that way, you're not going to be self-sabotaging. Sometimes I swear you read my mind, Ashley, because I was <laughs> talking about digging deep. Um, no diet is solely based on the food you eat. Very true. The food you eat will, will help you figure out why you gained the weight in the first place. Of course, it's too many calories, but when you say about digging deep, what was the actual reason? A diet won't fix emotional, mindless stress. It won't fix binge eating. Basically, a diet won't get to the root cause why we're overweight. Exactly. It can be the first step in overcoming it for sure, changing your eating habits. But it, it, you're right. It is not the only thing. I mean, when you dig deep and look at why maybe you have an emotional eating disorder, maybe there's binge eating. I mean, there's so many different things that can play into why you got to where you were. And and you do have to take that self-inventory as you like to say. Um, and, it, and it's a good idea to do that because if you get to the root of the problem. And you're probably not going to get to the root of the problem the first two weeks, you know? But when you start thinking about it and realizing it, um, and you kind of knock that out of the way eventually, it's it's really going to help, you know, build those better habits in general. I truly believe that fear, fear is a reason why we self-sabotage ourselves. Um, fear of success. You know, mm-hmm. we we live in our comfort zone. It's nice in here in our comfort zone with our, our bubble. <laughs> I call it our bubble with our cable TV and all our oh, subscriptions yeah. to Netflix and Hulu. And to get out of that bubble, sometimes it's scary. I mean, people then you say, Coach Ben, Coach Ashley, why would I be afraid of success? You know, if you're successful, any number of fears can be realized. Oh, absolutely. That that fear of the unknown is is very real. I mean, you know, it's losing weight is so unknown in general. I mean, you have to find what works for you. You don't you can't talk to somebody or or even talk to a doctor and say, Yep, this is the one thing that's gonna work for you. It's so trial and error. So that fear of the unknown of what's going to happen, what how your eating habits are gonna change and all that, you know, all of that plays into that fear. But on the other side of things, I feel like I have, and I've mentioned it before, I think the cool kids call it FOMO, fear of missing out. I would so much more fear. You're a cool kid, Ashley. (laughs) Am I still one of the cool kids? (laughs) No, I would really, um, I, I fear so much more missing out on an opportunity. A missed opportunity to me is more fearful than just not knowing what's going to happen in the future. I don't want to miss out on opportunities. And, and when you look at weight loss in that way, you don't know what's going to happen unless you dig into it. So don't self-sabotage yourself by saying, well, I'm afraid of, you know, not succeeding or I'm afraid of, not getting to this point in my life, but you're not going to get there if you let that fear get in the way. Let me bounce this one off you, Ashley. Fear (laughs) that I won't have my own old friends. And what I mean by that is I won't have food as a temporary escape when I'm stressed or Mm -hmm. when I'm angry or those uncomfortable feelings set in. 
I can't go for the high caloric food. Fear right. that I won't have those old friends to lean on that typically satisfied me for all of 30 seconds. Right. I totally thought you meant like real people at first. <laughs> well, I do. I, I, well, that too. You know, but, hey, I, no. I, used, I used to name my food. <laughs> oh, no. Larry the hot dog. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that, that stuff is so comforting. Um, and It's like Linus. Linus is safety blanket. Safety blanket. Exactly. And, and I guess my first thing would be, you know, first of all, you don't want to look at food as that comfort item because that can be a part of the reason why you are where you are today, why you want to lose weight. I, I completely understand that like when we're stressed or we come home from a long day at work, we had a bad day, we got some bad news, whatever it is, that comfort food can just hit the spot sometimes. One of my biggest suggestions is to maybe find a different way to do that. Like soup is super comforting to me. And there are so many like so-called skinny soups or healthy soups. There are so many healthy recipes out there that you could turn to. But instead, I suggest you try to find something else. Maybe you need to you know, call a friend or read a book, go for a walk. Um, there are so many other comforting things that you can do to soothe yourself rather than turning to a comfort food. Yeah. And you know, some of us may always be comfort food or use comfort food or comfort food eaters. And that's okay. Um, mm -hmm. It's what you have the power to change. And you can change the food that you eat instead of saying, you know, what, I'm going to give up emotional eating. I'm going to give up stress eating. You may never, ever, ever, I get, hate to break this news to you, to our listeners, folks, is that you may never break that habit, but you can certainly change what you eat. Right. Exactly. And because I mean, especially with the, the weather here in Ohio, it's beginning to be freezing temperatures all the time. And I'm miserable. I am always, always cold. And so when I'm feeling that way, I, I do. I want that comfort food. I want something hot and tasty and filling. And I've never thought about it before, but I guess I might not have ever kicked that habit because as soon as I feel that cold coming on, I'm going to go make something hot and warm and like satisfying. But what I have changed is how I make it, what I make it with. You know, we don't go get all the, you know, the fried foods and the heavy loaded carbs and calories. Um, I do. I, I've, I realize I've made a lot lighter dishes that still are very comforting. So it's important to change those habits as well. So you're not sabotaging yourself just because of, you know, this one feeling that you're having that should be temporary. What about fear of failure? Feel of failures. Um, I think we all have that feel of failure, especially going into a weight loss journey. Um, even, even if you're in the middle, you know, anywhere at any point in your weight loss journey, I'm in maintenance and I still have a certain feel of feeling of failure that, you know, what if I revert back to my old habits? What if I gain all the weight back or even half of the weight back? That feeling of failure is always going to be there. I, I don't want to let anybody's dreams down or anything, but I think it's always going to be a little bit there in the back of your head. I think when you start a weight loss plan or diet plan or you, you join healthy, you know, our sponsor mm -hmm. and you join, you join the team and you got all your weight loss colleagues and you're trying to do everything right. And you're setting yourself up for success. But unfortunately that all or nothing behavior creeps in. Right. You know, one of the biggest reasons why people self-sabotage their weight loss goals is because they get in that all or nothing mindset. Mm -hmm. They slip up one day, they give it up altogether. 
for a and few days. Up. I'll get back on track Monday. Right. I've, I've seen so many people say, you know, why well, I didn't, you know, I, I think everybody just going into weight loss expects that they can lose two pounds every week. And I promise you guys, there are some weeks that you will lose two pounds. And there are many, many, many other weeks that you won't even lose a whole pound. But what matters is that overall trend. So if you don't let your, your mind go there, well, I didn't get that two pounds this week. You know, don't think of yourself as a failure. Don't start self-sabotaging because you didn't get that two pounds this week. Think of it as, well, I lost two pounds last week and 0.5 this week, but that's two and a half pounds down altogether. You have to change that mindset. You have to be willing to commit to the big picture. Well, let's pick on Ashley's Chiefs for a second. Okay. Our football team. Or it could be <laughs> if you'll have a baseball team, basketball, hockey. Your goal is to win the championship, not to win every game. I mean, you'd like to win every game, but typically you're not going to win every game. You want to win the whole thing. That's the key. Don't look at it like, oh, man, I was doing great for three weeks and this week I'm up two pounds. Look at it at three months at a time, six months, a year, you know, a life where it doesn't become weight loss. It becomes, I'm living a healthy life with the name of our show, the healthy. I want to live a healthy life and weight loss becomes a benefit of living a healthy life and not just a diet with a begin date and an end date. You are absolutely right. And that brings up such a good point. The healthy life. We've talked about before how weight loss is just one of the benefits of a healthy life, a healthy lifestyle. Um, So when you look at self-sabotaging and you think like, you know, say it's New Year's Eve or your friend has a birthday, whatever the situation is, and you go out and maybe everybody's having drinks that night. Maybe you're going to a local place that serves a lot of fried food, you know, whatever it may be. Um, When you look at things like that and you say, well, I can't go do that because I'm trying to lose weight. Is that really living your best healthy life if you don't allow yourself occasionally when it's the right time to go out and have these special things? We talk about that piece of cake or that piece of pie, you know, that one meal, the few drinks here in there. Um, If you don't allow yourself to live your best healthy life and enjoy yourself every once in a while, chances are you're not going to be enjoying it. And if you're not enjoying it, you're probably not going to succeed. And you are going to end up self-sabotaging because you had that one night out, that one meal, whatever it is. You have to allow yourself to do that in order to enjoy it and then just get right back to it. You know, don't keep, don't keep going on because you had one you know, crazy meal in a day. You don't have yeah. to have enough fun, you know, restart, keep going. Don't go too hard, too fast, friends. Mm-hmm. Don't go too hard, too fast. You know, when it comes to weight loss, it's important to remember that slow and steady wins the race. If, Every- you, <laughs> if you go too fast, you're going to burn yourself out through deprivation. Mm-hmm. And I have the perfect example of that. When I started my journey back in January of 2020, I was on a different weight loss program. And I I went way too hard, way too fast. I cut out everything I thought I shouldn't have. You know, I was the... I don't know what you want to call it. I was like the perfect book example of following a plan, sticking to it, not having anything fun. And I burn out by about August, September of that year, you know, just about six months in or whatever, eight months in. Um, I was so burnt out on it. And that's when I came to what is now called healthy. It was eye track bites back then. That's when I found them. And um, it was an eye opener realizing, like, you know, finding all this other information. I don't need to go that hard and cut all this out. I need to enjoy my life. And that's when I started doing that. And that's where some weeks I literally lost like 0.2 pounds. And the next week I'd lose 1.2. And 
seeing that graph in front of me of my weight loss overall, it made me so happy. It made me realize it doesn't matter what I lose this week versus next week versus the next week. What matters is that overall trend. I was still able to go out with my friends, have the food here and there, the drinks and the drinks here and there. And I still lost the weight. And so I realized in all of that, I was sabotaging myself at first by cutting out absolutely everything. And it's I had to change extreme. It's, uh, it's you know, yeah. in January, uh, I always see it. somebody who never goes to a gym, they'll join Orange Theory, they'll join a weight loss program, they'll do, they'll try to shoot for the moon, and then they'll be on crutches the next week and fed up because they didn't exercise at all before they joined something extreme. You got to do it small, start off small. Um, That's a good example. You do have to work yourself up. If you've never worked out before and you immediately go into like a high intensity hit class, <laughs> right. probably get miserable afterwards. Start with some yoga and some stretching, you know, whatever it is in any category, food, exercise, tracking, you do have to start yourself small. Just think of exercise. You want to stretch before you go into the big crazy cardio workouts or whatever it is you want to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just don't want to, cause somebody else is doing it and, but they might be doing it for 10 years. You're not going to be that person. Cause if you're on day one and they're on day 3000, you're not going to meet them where they are instead exactly. of following an extreme exercise program or an extreme diet, focus on making small changes that you can stick with over time. That avoids self-sabotage and it maintains, this is what it boils down to, maintaining your motivation so that self-sabotage doesn't creep in. Exactly. Like you just said, something you're going to stick with, something that is sustainable. If you start doing something and you're like, oh, this is just awful. I absolutely dread it. Then don't do that. You know, Switch it up. Find something else that you actually enjoy that you're going to continue doing. And a lot of our listeners, they know that I, I've been doing keto since ketogenic diet since June, uh, June 10th, okay? Mm -hmm. 40 pounds later that I had put on from COVID. The last few days when I had that stomach bug, stomach virus, I didn't want to look at anything keto. You know, I, so what did I do? I went off keto for a couple of days and basically just had to eat oatmeal and like things. But, right. you know, I had to be reasonable with myself, you know, and not say, yeah, I'm going to be ketogenic and I feel sick. I'm going to eat what I want that will help me get better. And then I'll go back to ketogenic, which I did this morning. But... You know, I could have I could have white knuckled it, but I didn't. You know, you, you have to find balance. Absolutely. Balance. You've got to find what works for you. There is no black and white notebook full of rules that says this is a yes and this is a no. This is a do. This is a don't. There is none of that. You know, you're going to quote unquote, write your own book <laughs> for weight loss. You're going to find what works for you and, and continuing that. One thing I've learned this year, okay, and I've changed my coaching this year is don't plan, don't schedule cheat days. Don't go off on the plan just because it's a scheduled cheat day on a Saturday, because mm -hmm. that can, that's like playing with fire. If it's, if it's just a Saturday and you have nothing planned and you don't even want to go off your plan, but you're forcing yourself to go off your waste, weight loss plan is because it's a Saturday. Think a little bit differently. Be yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, just because it's the weekend, don't go off plan. Yeah, just because it's the weekend, just because it's a Saturday or a Sunday and, and you normally go out and do this and that, and so it's on your schedule, 
maybe you wake up that day and you're like, man, I really feel like I need to keep doing this. I have a lot of stuff here I can cook. You know, nobody said you had to continue doing those quote cheat days. And and I don't like the word cheat. I yeah. really don't. If you're going, I, I've said it before, my Friday night meal is pizza. It's just, that is what I do. It's my Friday night pizza. And, and so that's not my cheat. It was part of my journey. And it also wasn't a day. It was just one meal. And I think that's an important aspect to look at it in the overall scope of, you know, talking about self-sabotage. Maybe you do have this meal planned. It doesn't have to be the entire day. Don't sabotage yourself because you're like, well, that went out the window. So I'm just going to keep doing what I want for the rest of the day. Yeah, Ashley can't have pizza on Friday. She has to have on Saturday because that's her cheat day or that's her reward day. That sounds ridiculous. That's like a weekend pass. I can come out of jail and use my weekend pass. Exactly. Because when you look at it, let's just like look at calories here for a second. If you have so many calories that you're allotted each day to lose weight and you do so good throughout the week, you know, you're on track, you're on track, you're on track, you're over or under a couple every day, you know, it's fine. And then the weekend hits and you go out Friday night and well, let's go out for breakfast Saturday morning. And then Sunday after church, you're going out for lunch. That's all fine, but look at your calories over the weekend. If you're eating, you know, say 1600 calories throughout the week, but then you had close to 3000 over the weekend, that might undo what you just did the whole week. So you have to work that balance in a way that your overall weekly calories are going to make sense for weight loss as well. You, you just do not want to sabotage yourself on the weekends because you did so well throughout the week. Another thing too, and this is probably going to raise some people's eyebrows is don't think of a diet as a lifestyle. See, another mistake is that people say this isn't a diet, it's a lifestyle. The problem with is that weight loss should not be forever. Being healthy should be forever. Making a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. That's I right. Mm -hmm. I want to maintain a healthy lifestyle. That should be the ultimate goal. Right. The ultimate goal is to not have to track every single thing and, and you know meal prep and plan every single meal. The goal is to adopt these changes, make them habits, make them part of that healthy lifestyle. And then, you know, I don't want to sound like conceited, but someone like me who learned all that and I'm in the, <laughs> the truth is I don't have to track every day. I've learned to know, you know, I'm going to grab this apple and it's about 85 to 90 calories. This meal that I make, I know it's about 400 calories. That is the ultimate goal is to understand your food choices and the way you cook and the ingredients that you use. And, and I just think that's a great example because you're right. I mean, the goal is to not be trying to lose weight your entire life. The goal is to lose the weight, form those habits, and then that becomes part of your life. And you don't really have to think about it that much afterwards. How do you, how do you get ahead of self-sabotage? How do you stop it? How do you identify it? I think the first way to identify it is, you know, how are you feeling? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling dreadful? You know, like you can't do this. This isn't attainable for me. Um, that goes to back to that. Did I set the right goal for myself? You need to take a look at that because if you didn't, you're probably going to self-sabotage because, you know, like we talked about before, maybe you cut out way too much food. Maybe you did this like someone else's lifestyle and not your own. Um, I think all of that is a part of identifying 
if you are self-sabotaging. I know uh, with myself, when the negative self-talk starts, that's mm-hmm. when the self-sabotage begins with me, where right. I constantly put myself down, feel inadequate, feel like things are not going as fast as they should be. Mm-hmm. I have to ask myself, am I building myself up or am I tearing myself down? And if I'm tearing myself down, how is this going to benefit me in any way? You're very right. And and I guess that is a very real part of self-sabotage as well as that negative self-talk, how you're looking at yourself. Um, you know, I think overall, you are your own number one cheerleader. And if you're not building yourself up, if you're not cheering yourself on, how likely is it that you are going to continue and succeed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. How likely are you going to succeed? And another way is if you if we're in that social media world and hey, we're on social media, so we can't knock it. But be careful who you compare yourself to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because so, this person is doing this and that. Don't worry about what they're doing that. Worry about what you're doing. Worry about, yeah, you worry about you. <laughs> yeah. Worry oh, about yeah. your goals. An- another thing, go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, that's not to say that like if you find influencers on social media and they are motivating, maybe they're in the same position as you. Maybe they are not at goal yet. You know, you find like-minded people like yourself and that is motivating, then that's great. We're talking about the ones who seem a little bit unrealistic, the ones who make it seem like it's just this easy magic pill. Maybe that's not motivating for you and that's okay to unfollow. You know, there's a line, there's a difference between what can motivate you and what can build you up and what does not. You think procrastination leads to self-sabotage? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I I think that's got to be in the top three (laughs) because the more you keep putting things off, the more you say, well, I'll start Monday. Today's not a good day. You're just sabotaging yourself for the, the success that you could already be making by the time you actually wanted to start. And we don't always want to do a project or in anything in life. We don't always want to do it, but it's best to take action and take the first step. Taking that first step will will slow down self-sabotaging thoughts. It'll gain, you'll gain that confidence to get to the next step. That's why small goals lead to big intentions. Absolutely. Yep. One, one step leads to another step. And before you know it, you know, you have your whole staircase. You just got to take it that little step at a time. What's that game where you go along and you play? Is it Candyland where you got to get to one goal to get to the next goal? Maybe. I'm not, I, or you know, and ladders. I'm not sure, I, but I'm not a board game player. I don't, me neither, but. You have a thing about your weight loss commitment, weight loss journey, whatever you like to call it, as a board game, folks. And you're trying to get to the end, get get to the castle. The castle is your ultimate goal, but you have to get to the each small goal mm-hmm. to get to the big goal. And you end up getting a reward at every small goal. Right. You know, and it's motivation. I mean, you can reward yourself with something tangible. But the biggest thing that you're going to reward yourself by conquering that small goal is by gaining more confidence to get to the next goal. More confidence. And you've just gained another step closer to that goal. You're right. Right. If you say I have to lose 75 pounds and there's only point A and point B and no C, D and E. It is going to be so difficult, friends, to lose that weight. Right. Yeah. Looking at the overall picture can be so intimidating and only focusing on that 
could most certainly be some self-sabotage going on. You want to look at the smaller things that are right in front of you. That uh, One thing I've always asked users, like, what do you want to gain from losing weight? Um, I don't, I don't want to know your goal weight. To be honest, I, I don't care because that's not the important thing. Right now, I want to know what else you want to be able to do while losing weight. Mine was like crossing my legs when I sat down. I just wanted to comfortably be able to cross my legs and sit down or like sit crisscross on the floor with my kids. You know, those were the things that I so looked forward to. And then and a number on the scale wasn't part of that goal. The number, the number comes. Um, the number is something that you achieve uh with the hard work. Weigh out mm-hmm. all the hard work that you're gonna do more so than weighing yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I made so many good decisions this week. Remember, folks, the more good decisions you make that outweigh the decisions that don't serve you, the closer you're going to get to your goal and not self-sabotage yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can't and, look and- at your weight loss commitment as a revolving door. Mm-hmm. Once you're in it, you got to be in it to win it. Yeah. You don't want to keep going around that that carousel. Round I'm and back round. again. I'm back again. <laughs> I, li- right. I lived that for five years. <laughs> And see, that's the thing. We want to see you succeed. We don't want to see you come back here. You know what I mean? We love you, but we want you to get there without having to come back over and over. Yeah, get there and maintain. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. get there, enjoy, reap the benefits. You only get one shot at life. You do. And 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 you do want to make the most of it. And just and thinking about self-sabotaging in general. We were talking about meals and you know, letting yourself go out and enjoy things occasionally. I I don't want people to think that because, you know, I let myself have, you know, this dessert when I was out with my friends or even just at home, maybe somebody brought you dessert, you know, whatever it is you let yourself have and that you enjoyed. I don't want you to think of that as self-sabotaging because I see that a lot too. I see people say, well, so-and-so brought over a cake and I, and I had a big piece. I hate it when I self-sabotage myself. That's not sabotaging to me unless, you know, something else happened and there was a binging going on. If you just let yourself have that one thing occasionally, that is absolutely not sabotaging. That is enjoying your journey and then getting right back to tracking, making your healthy meals. That is not sabotaging. And, you know, I want you to be able to enjoy that lifestyle. Yeah, Ashley's so right. You, you don't want it to hurt your self-esteem or your confidence. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the key. You don't want it to hurt your self-esteem or confidence. It's all about saying, yes, I can. Yes, mm-hmm. I will do it. 2023, you know, I'll be like Coach Ben in his two piece on the beach (laughs) by Memorial Day. It's 20 weeks to Memorial Day, but by the time this airs, it'll probably be 19, the unofficial start to summer. But I can't believe that's here. I I know, right? (laughs) Um, But, you know, look at it like this set those goals. Like I was, when I was coaching my members last week, I said, you got to set your goals, you've got to chart your course. But when you chart your course, you have to plan for obstacles. And when those obstacles occur, you got to know how to manage them. Instead Mm -hmm. of saying, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to give up. Plan for how am I going to bounce back? You are so right. You kind of have to plan for those obstacles in your way. You have to come to expect that something is going to happen. Something is going to try to get you off track. There is always going to be something. And that leads back to our confidence episode. You have to have the confidence in yourself to expect these things to come and then to also be able to handle them properly to get around these obstacles. 
that's a, that's really good. I like that. <laughs> if we think about um, what is a biography, okay? Mm-hmm. A biography is a story about you. Mm-hmm. And think about your weight loss journey as your biography. Mm-hmm. And if your biography was... Ashley started her weight loss plan. She lost her 60 pounds by the end of the year. That would be a pretty boring biography, wouldn't it? It would be. I don't think anybody would be interested in that. Yeah. We want we want those ups and downs. We don't yeah. want that straight line. We want to earn it. Yeah, and you do. Earn it. Yeah, earning it. Because the, it makes you powerful. It makes you stronger. So you don't gain it back, mm-hmm. you know? I, it's the most important muscle you can exercise is the decision-making muscle by saying, you know what? I was challenged to have that second portion. My family was pushing it on me. I didn't want that second portion and I fought it off. Then the second time you're offered that second portion, it makes it easier because you've already done it. Yeah, you're right. Practice makes perfect in that sense. And And it goes uh, along with weight loss. Practice makes perfect. I don't want to say perfect either, but practice makes progress. Let's say that. I like that. I like that. Practice makes progress. It's never going to be perfection, but the more you practice anything, you know, saying no to seconds, whatever it may be, practice, practice, practice. That's going to get you that progress towards your success. As we wrap up this episode of The Healthy Life, and I thank our sponsor, Healthy. Um, Ashley, just I have so many people asking me, how do you join Healthy? How much does it cost? Some people think it costs three, four hundred dollars. Could you give our <laughs> listeners an idea of what it costs to be a member of Healthy? Yeah, Healthy Pro. So the Healthy has a free version, but when you go for Pro, you get lots of extra little things you can do with the app. Um, and Pro is $30 a year. Or if you contact Coach Ben, you can get it for $25 a year. <laughs> a year. A- that's a year. Not that's- a, not a yeah. month. Not $25 a month. A year, folks. It is. Yeah. And people... Sometimes you get the double take like, what? No. <laughs> it really is just a year. And you can sign up on um, healthyapp.com and and subscribe there. And then for an extra $4.99 a month, that's $4.99 a month, you get access to unlimited meetings, special content. Mm-hmm. You get us as coaches to support you. So think about it. We can make it a lot easier. You don't have to go it alone. Um, and where can they find our podcast? <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, the official Healthy Facebook page, and Coach Ben's Weight Loss, Wellness, and Fun. Well, on that note, Ashley, I hope you're, by the time this episode airs, I hope your Chiefs have won and moved oh, to the next round. So um, excited. AF- AFC Championship. That's where we want to go. <laughs> and to our listeners, you know, thank you for letting us be a part of your life and your health and wellness journey. You know, keep it, keep up the good work. Don't quit. Be the best version of yourself and have a great week, guys. We'll be back with you next week.